Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win it. We all have days where we step right in it. Here's my own mistake. Have you ever really messed up? You're in good company. Welcome to My Own Mistake, a podcast about the mistakes people make, shared by the people who made them. Here are your hosts, Stacey Kimball and Christy Spatafore. Hey, Christy. How Hi, are Stacey. you? I'm I'm waking up. How are you? Oh, oh, I'm bright and bushy tailed, or something. <laughs> I like how you added the tailed, like bright and bushy tailed. Tail. I don't know. I like bright and bushy. Just bright and bushy. I'm feeling bushy today. Um, <laughs> uh, what is new start. in Kansas City, Missouri? What is new in Kansas City? Everything's up to date in Kansas City, you know. What did I do? I don't, I wasn't in Kansas City for most of the weekend. I went to my hometown of Tulsa to cheer on my niece who was running a half marathon. So that was fun. And then, and you yeah. did what during the half marathon? Go ahead, tell us. I'm impressed. I, I, you stood ran by and a cheered. five. Oh, no, it was the, actually the day before. I ran a 5K. It's part of the wow. same event, That's but impressive. it's a whole weekend. So I ran a 5K. She ran a half. I used to run this half when I lived there. I would run it every year. Um, not anymore. Wow. But it was really fun to cheer for I'm her. impressed. You so. impress me more every day. <laughs> but you're bright and bushy, and I'm not, so... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you impress me. <laughs> wow, you're easily my impressed. Legs are... <laughs> oh my god! Our guest is we like have a great se- guest second today. guessing his his um, decision to be with his us. Decision. I know <laughs> we have a fabulous guest today, Luke Trusty oh, Luke. How are you? Hello. Hey. And can can I just say in the beginning that my legs are screaming in sympathy? Hearing about running a 5K. I know. I think you, I think you have more exercise in the weekend than I've had in a decade. Like, I will also say that running is a generous term for what I was doing. um, In Missoula, Montana, they have a 1K. And it's called, I think it's called the Lardass or something like that. It's the Lardass nice. 1K. And I'm, I always wanted to go to Missoula just for the 1K. Just I could do a 1K. Right? One that, that's, that's up like my nothing. alley. Yeah. A one, I've never heard of a 1K. That's awesome. I've heard well, of the one mile fun runs, but a 1K, that's really short. <laughs> That's, that's a is. brisk it walk is. for some people. So. See? That's why well, I could that. do that. Right? Well, I did a 1K last weekend. Right? Well, maybe the three of us will meet up in Missoula one year and do the 1K together, and then we can celebrate our achievement. There you oh, go. There you, yeah, that'd be phenomenal. They announced uh, next year's One Voice Conference dates. I saw. And uh, there's a surprise, I guess. They're, um, um, it's going in through Monday this year, Thursday through Monday. I saw. Yeah, next oh, really? year. There's a big surprise. I didn't see that. Yeah, Hugh said... You said it hasn't been announced yet, but apparently there is uh, a surprise at the end, so I don't know what that's all about. It'll be but exciting, ha- though. Well, One Voice Conference is where we all three met each other uh, yep. this last summer in August. Um, Luke is a good friend with another guest of was- ours, Mr. Andrew Morrison, who you called oh out. What? God. Go no. ahead. He is, he is He's the golden retriever <laughs> of voiceover. If, if you talk to him for five minutes... 
it's just i i knew because we've we've been accountability buddies for like a year and so ovc was our first time meeting in person so i already knew what kind of energy he had but to meet him in person and then see that energy manifest i'm like oh my god like this guy really is a golden retriever and it's great because it this was my first conference right so i'd go around and kind of you know making ways talking to people meeting everybody and I just I could go up to anybody there and I did this five or six times and be like, hey, have you guys seen the golden retriever? And they knew exactly who I was talking about. And they could tell me exactly where he was. They're like, oh, Drew. Yeah, I just saw him over here doing da da da. And I would have said the same thing. It would have taken me like two seconds. I would have gone, right? oh, yeah, two seconds. Went over that way. <laughs> right? Right, right. Be- between like the the boundless energy and like the glorious mane, it's like you know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. He, yeah, he uh, Andrew that Morrison. Should be his new branding for his website. <laughs> Andrew Morrison, we love you. We do. We do. Drew's amazing. Big fans of Andrew Morrison. Love Your him. name has been uttered. Um, <laughs> Luke Trusty, though you told us, and I'm surprised. I'm shocked. You've told us that we must now drop. The Dome of Disclosure upon bum, you. Bum, bum. Oh, boy. Wow. That sounds what? ominous. Okay. It, it does. It yeah, does. It, so tell us, to. what is... <laughs> <laughs> what is your own mistake? It actually took me a while to, to condense it down into what the biggest one was because there were so many. Um, <laughs> I, I am very much a self-identified Kovo. That's what I've come to call people of my voice acting generation. Those of us who really got into this during COVID, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of us did it for various different reasons, but this was, I think, quite a bit different compared to other generations because this was like the money-making scheme for a lot of people. Like, oh, there's there's this huge surge of people that want to do voice acting now. Let's sell our coaching. I'm the voice of a thousand commercials that you've never heard. Come and do your coaching with me and buy a demo. <laughs> And webinar, right? And it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy how predatory it was. And so there was so much. He said, do this. She said, don't do that. Like rhetoric coming from everybody. And for me, that biggest mistake was just letting other people's expectations color my reality. Uh-huh. Because there were a lot of things in, in voiceover that I was like, Everybody said, like, I, I do narration, primarily YouTube narration, and that that is my bread and butter. I do anywhere between, like, 200 and 300 a month. Wow. So, wow. for me, it's like, that. that's my living. That's, it's, it's financed. I've got my studio bricks showing up next month. I've got all my audio equipment upgraded. I got to go to OVC, right? And all of that happened because, you know, Drew, Drew actually said, hey, I've got a client that's looking for a narrator for this kind of turnaround and I can't do that. And I really thought about it at, at that kind of that one moment. Cause everybody had always said, it's a hamster wheel. Don't do YouTube. You're going to get ripped off. Don't do YouTube. Don't do narration. Go, go do e-learning or go do this or go do that. Or, you know, sacrifice all your time and money and energy and get a coach if you want to be successful. And this guy said that you're going to get black mark if you do that. No, that mysterious internet stranger that's keeping tabs of everything you do online, <laughs> right? That guy's going to go to every agent you, you ever send a demo to, and they're going to go and listen to your entire body of work before they make that one decision in their very busy days. And it, for me, it was like, you know, it, it, I was kind of up against the wall at that point 
the the day job was drying out. It's like, okay, either I'm going to have to switch day jobs and I'll work at a supermarket or a gas station temporarily, or I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and do the one thing that everybody says not to do. I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, that, that was my decision ultimately was I've, I've lived most of my life up until that one moment, marching to the beat of my own drum. And I just decided uh, that that's, that's always worked out for me in the past. Sometimes it's failed gloriously, but I learned from it. And so I decided, you know what, let's, let's do it. And that led into a conversation. It was, it was, this was a glorious failure in the beginning too. It was, it was amazing. Um, I spent four hours making this 10 minute narration chef's kiss. It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I do audio engineering. It was phenomenal. It was the best engineering work I've ever done. They listened to it for 10 seconds and they're like, yeah, your voice isn't good for this. Sorry. (laughs) Really? (laughs) But, but because of that, I said, Hey, um, I've got different microphones. I've got different techniques. There's a lot of things I can do differently to, to spice this up a little bit. And they're like, oh, you know all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I can do all kinds of different things. What would you like to know? And they were curious about what it takes to do what we do. Because they're, you know, I, I was working for a production company. And a couple guys, a couple friends that had been successful in YouTube just started it up. And they knew how to find voice actors, but they didn't know everything of what we did. So they're like, hey, can you hop on a call with us and teach us some of this stuff? I'm like, yeah, absolutely fine. I followed up a couple of days later. I had a conversation and they're like, you really know your voice acting stuff. How would you like to manage all of our voice actors? I said, wow. uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never done that before, but I do. I know a lot of people who are kind of in the same boat in the same circuit where you don't do this. Don't do that. And we were all kind of stuck in the same grind. So casting call club, trying to do auditions, which is a nightmare. If you've never done that, I don't recommend it. Uh, Trying to go through Twitter calls, different forum calls, Facebook calls. It was just, it was terrible. And so I was like, okay, so I have an opportunity to start building out a, a body of work for me, but then I can also find like-minded people who are ready to get started in voiceover without having to go through all the same nonsense. And the, he said, she said. And so I did it and it, it's worked out incredibly well for us. We're up to, I think right now, 130 production teams. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Um, yeah. And we produce everything start to finish. So that's a lot of the faceless stuff you see on YouTube is done by production companies like us. Somebody will come in and say, hey, I want to make YouTube content, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, right. cool. We want to make your YouTube content for you. So this is what we charge. The only thing you have to do is provide us with a title and we do the rest start to finish. Wow. And so all of that came about because I just decided I'm really tired of everybody else telling me that this is a bad idea or this isn't a good idea because they heard it from somebody else that doesn't even do this work. And once I realized that and recognized that, it just kind of blew my mind, really. I was like, why did I spend so much time not doing this? Because other people said not to. And it's like Paul Schmidt says, I love Paul. Paul's an amazing guy. He's a great Paul guy. Always, he's amazing. He always says, do the, do the hard stuff that nobody else wants to do. If you really want to get started in voiceover, do the hard stuff nobody else wants to do. Because it's out there. I was like, you know, that, that's, I, I wish I had met Paul yeah. 
prior to OVC <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that, that would have changed things. Yeah. That, right. that really was my biggest mistake is there's just so much of that out there right now and still is don't yeah. do this because he said not to don't do that. Cause she said not to, and it was a game changer. And I have to, I, I still remind myself of that from time to time. What yeah. were some of the things people specifically told you not to do? Was it doing YouTube narration? Was it, how you got yeah. your work. Yeah. I can't understand why they would say not to do YouTube narration. Right. I, I don't get that. It's just, it's another narration. Is not is it frowned it, upon? I've done new YouTube it, it, narrations. Yeah, it is mm. by by so many people that will say, you know, it, it undermines the integrity of the industry. <laughs> because you're going out and I've I've heard that no! from so many people. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't even know where this came from. I don't and either. so I, I finally sat down and I'm like, okay, I have this decision to make. And then it's like, it's one of those mysterious internet boogeymen, right? It's like, they say it undermines the integrity of the industry. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, okay, who is they? Mm-hmm. Who's them? Who, who are these mysterious people that are saying that me going out and talking about, uh, you know, herbal supplements that can help you fight off cancer and stuff. Who's to say that's undermining the industry of voiceover and and right? who are these mysterious it's, people it's who crazy. have the time to keep track of all of these things <laughs> that all of these voice actors yes. are doing that, that undermine the industry exactly right i i saw a statistic <laughs> recently and, it, and it, it blew my mind and really put things into perspective with what i do with with my business and that there's more content uploaded to youtube right now since in the, in the last 30 seconds if you only watched all the content that was uploaded in the last 30 seconds, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life, you would never make it through that content. Gosh. That is that is how many minutes of content wow. that are uploaded on YouTube. It's insane. It's a crazy statistic. And I just got to thinking, I'm like, yeah, so who's got enough time to go searching for me <laughs> to see what I've done? Yeah. And yeah, and there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's very destructive, and if you do this content or that content, then this agent might not like you, or that'll hurt your chances of working with Disney or Pixar or getting into video games. And I just kind of got to the point of like, okay, who who's going to do that? Who's going to listen to my voice specifically? Because 99% of YouTube faceless videos is the suspension of disbelief. Right. Is that the person that's talking on that channel is the person that's doing the work. That's not the case. In most, most cases, the people that are posting don't do any of the work. Mm-hmm. They foot the bill. Mm-hmm. They might contract their own freelancers or they might come to a production house like us. Like, say, in advertising. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> really? Right? Like in shock? advertising. Like in an Exactly. <laughs> right? Right, right. Like that, that guy that's selling, you know, like Tylenol doesn't isn't the guy who's making tylenol he might not even actually be a doctor right oh my god gasp (laughs) Um, who who knew and and yeah so there's this all of this stuff going around that it's like it's bad it's it's unhealthy it's gonna get you a black mark on your career people aren't gonna hire you they're not gonna do this they're not gonna do that and yeah i just finally was like nah that's that that doesn't make any sense to me and a lot of the, the voice actors on my roster have been with me from the beginning, and they were the same way. And because of that suspension of disbelief, your name doesn't appear on any of this stuff. Right. Right. So 
all, all the faceless content that you do, it's no different than advertising. Somebody might catch your voice and recognize it a little bit like, oh, they I, I think that's the person that did that commercial. But who's going to say that in the hundreds of hours of commercials that are aired a minute? What's different between that and like the New York Times podcast? There's yeah. really no difference. And a lot of the of us that are in this industry have commercial work and things like that, especially political commercials that are on YouTube. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Where do all your commercials end up? Yeah. Where, yeah, right. where are your ads going to end up at the end of the day? Probably right. as a mid-roll for one of my narrations, <laughs> if I'm being honest, right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. that, exactly. that's where your content's going to go at the end of the day anyway, because that's where companies make their money. Right. right. Even even to an extent, like all of your really highly produced commercials for like the Super Bowl, where are they getting a majority of their return on investment? It's not going to come from people using that service. It's right. going to come from people watching that advertisement on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's where the largest return on their investment comes from. It's just the sheer clicks that it's going to get because it's a Super Bowl ad. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it really is no different for us where, yeah. you know, you go into you're going to go and do a commercial. You don't have to do the copy. You're not doing the directing. You're not doing anything. Everybody else has already done that. You're going to go in. You're going to do your job, make adjustments as necessary. That's going to go to the next person in line. And then before you know it, it's fully produced and it's done. It really is the exact same principle for what we do. Uh-huh. And it, that's right. what blows my mind about it. Once I started doing it, it was like, why, why was this so frowned upon uh-huh. by everybody that said, it, it's a hamster wheel. It's a grind. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I kind of, I started making the realization that for, you know, Covo, for all the COVID voice actors, there are so many magical silver bullets that are shipped to us, right? Like this is the silver bullet for your career. You get Mm -hmm. that agent, it's a silver bullet. You're going to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. Go and be a content creator, get a following, get a mass liking. That's your silver bullet to success. Right. Mm-hmm. Come in and spend nine thousand dollars on classes in a demo package with me. That's your silver bullet to success. And mm-hmm. the more I did all this, the more I, I really realized that I think, you know, the, the smaller percentage of all voice actors do realize eventually you make your own silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not it doesn't come to you on a platter. You don't get gifted that you make that silver bullet for success. And whatever form that takes for you is based on your own path and your own experiences. We've been talking about this recently quite a bit, actually. A lot. Mm. Um, like, I would say if you've met one successful voice actor, you've met one successful voice actor. And their success story yeah. is very different <laughs> yeah. from anyone else's success story. And I think especially oh, yeah. now, and I'm fairly new to the field as well. So I don't have, I think, the generational difference between people that were doing this back in the day when you had to book a time in a studio and you had to live on either coast and there were all of these things you kind of had to do. Well, we all know it's not that way anymore. Right. Um, I mean, I guess for animation, it helps, but right, right. It does. Like one of the things I've, I heard, um, and I never did Fiverr just because it seemed too overwhelming to me. I kind of played around with it for a few days and went, ouch, this hurts my brain. Um, but you know, I kept, <laughs> I kept hearing, you can't be on Fiverr. You can't be on Fiverr. You can't be on Fiverr. If you get on Fiverr, no agent is ever going to sign you. Which, which that's another thing that blows my mind because <laughs> I have friends that have, agency representation on both coasts will get all of their agency gigs 
right? And they they make the bulk of their money doing Fiverr gigs. Yes, I don't because you can like you set now. your own rates on Fiverr. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And that, that's another thing that, that's kind of crazy to me is like people say, yeah, if you same thing, that's another one of those Internet boogeymen. Yeah. If you're on Fiverr, you're on Upwork, somebody's going to hunt you down and find everything <laughs> that you've ever done and submitted for. And then they're going to shake their finger and say, oh, I don't want this guy in my roster. Right. I was going to sign you. But now that I found out that you're on Fiverr. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, sorry, but no, thanks. Uh, yep. I agree. 100%. Good advice. Wise, sage advice from Luke Trusty. That's why your last name is Trusty. <laughs> if you can't trust a trusty, who can you trust? <laughs> Nobody. That's who. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, Luke, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This has been great. We will this put your fun. show notes at the uh, end oh, yes. of our on our oh, okay. podcast site, myownmistake.com. Subscribe. Love us. You could even buy us a cup of coffee if you want mm-hmm. on there. There's a little button you can push to buy Christy and I a cup of coffee. And we'll share it with Luke. We'll share our cup of coffee with Luke. Absolutely. They, they will at OVC next year. Oh, we will. We will <laughs> definitely let him sip from our cups. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> I don't I don't judge. It's not that kind of podcast, folks. <laughs> All right. I'll see ya guys. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to My Own Mistake with Christy Spadafore and Stacy Kimball. I'm Vince Yuri, and I hope that you join us next time to hear more stories about more mistakes. <laughs>